What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another Lure Lab episode here on the Serious Angler Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Full, and we hope you enjoyed our last episode, which we were talking about blade baits with Kurt Hofig that came out last Saturday. But this week, we have another special guest, which is something that we are going to be doing for the foreseeable future. And today, we are going to be talking about wintertime trap fishing with 2023 Elite Series Qualifier, Cole Sands. So let's not keep him waiting here. We'll get him in and we're going to break down everything that he loves about winter trap fishing from his setup all the way down to the technique. So what's up, Cole? How are you, man? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Not too bad. You know, we're discussing offline here. I, still coming back from the flu here, so I apologize if I get short-winded. It's, it's just one of those things right now. But uh, how's fishing been? Man, it, it, it's been good. You know, this is a fun time of year. Uh, we've had kind of some unseasonably cold weather, so it's kind of pushed the fish into a winter pattern a lot quicker than it usually does in the south. Um, but I'm definitely not complaining about it. You know, I love throwing a, an Alabama rig, a jerk bait, and especially throwing a lipless crankbait, which is yeah. what we're going to talk about today. Is that lipless bite kind of started up for you down there? Yeah, um, it, it was actually really good when the water was in the 50s, and then it kept getting cold and it got back into the 40s, which you still catch them on it. You got fished a little slower, fished a little different. But now we're kind of on a little warming trend, so I think it's going to really get good in the next couple of weeks. Awesome. So let's dive right in, right? Like, what is your trap throwing setup? Well, I keep it super simple. There's one rod I throw. <laughs> And uh, it depends a little bit on what uh, trap I'm throwing um, for line size. But as far as the rod goes, um, I use a 7-2 medium heavy Witch Doctor Tackle Sermon Series rod. And what's so special about this rod when, when ripping a trap, and, you know, this is something I do for four or five months out of the year down here on Chickamauga, is this, this rod right, right here is 50% glass, 50% graphite. So me fishing Chickamauga, Gunnersville, a lot of these lakes around here, I'm fishing a lot of heavy vegetation, you know, hydrilla, milfoil, and most glass rods you get, they're not strong enough to rip out the grass, but, you know, they have the, the glass tips, so they're really good to play the fish. Whereas mm -hmm. if you're using a graphite rod, it's strong enough to rip out the grass, but then you're going to lose some trap fish because, you know, it's just too stiff. So this rod was really, you know, kind of uniquely designed for baits like this because it's pretty strong, you know, up to you know, seven eighths of the rod, but that, that last eighth or quarter even um, is very flexible, very forgiving when it comes to fish jumping. Um, so it's a really awesome rod setup. As far what as the, was the length goes, on that again, Cole? This is a seven two. Seven two. Uh, is that, so that's your preferred length is seven foot two? Yeah, that's, that's pretty much just my standard. Uh, they make a six ten as well, which I'll throw kind of some of the smaller, uh, like a three eighths ounce or even quarter ounce size. Um, Yozuri Rattlin vibes on, but that seven two medium heavy is just um, that is my what I'm comfortable with trap rod. It just you know fits perfect in my hand. The, the rod's super lightweight, and I can throw it all day without it wearing me out. Perfect, because when you're yo-yoing or ripping that, it can get tiresome if you're. It was an all glass rod, so that's nice. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I mean that's the, the thing about this graphite. You know, it doesn't wear you out. It's it's that light setup. And, um, you know, that's something we do. We yo-yo it pretty much all winter long. Um, and if you're ripping it out of grass on top of that, you know, it, it is a, a wrist workout. And uh, it's definitely a will wear you out if, if, you, if you aren't throwing the right setup. Right. And now what was that real be before I rudely interrupted you? What is the gear <laughs> ratio really you use? Yeah. So 
Uh, as far as the gear ratio goes, I usually use like a seven, three to one, or this one's even at eight, eight to one. So a pretty fast gear ratio. And the reason is because a lot of times we're ripping it up out of the grass and it's falling and they'll tick it on the way down and they'll swim straight at you really fast. Mm -hmm. um, so I like a fast gear ratio just because I can reel, you know, reel really quick and, and pull into them. And even as it starts to warm up in the spring, sometimes the fish get super shallow and I like a fast gear ratio just so I can burn it in like six inches of water. Um, so I, I'm always at least a seven when it comes to uh, um, my reel selection. Perfect. And then are you a straight fluorocarbon guy or a braid to fluoro or a braid? Because yeah. I've seen guys throw it on everything down there. Yeah, I'm a straight, um, straight fluoro guy. And I, I usually have two setups. I have my 5.8 ounce Rattler Vibe from Yozuri. Um, I have that on 16 pound T7 Yozuri fluorocarbon. And that fluorocarbon, I mean, I fish a lot of grass and I've never had a problem ripping it out. And I think it might be because of my rod setup. I could see somebody having to use braid if they're using an all glass rod, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, so that's 16 on the 5.8. And then on the little 3.8, I usually go down to 14. I just feel like it falls a little bit more natural. Um, but I always use fluorocarbon. Mono, I don't feel like I get the sensitivity on them really light ticks when it's super cold. Uh, so uh, fluorocarbon is always my go-to choice. Awesome. Now, we talked about your setup, and it looked like you had two Yozuri traps on there. So is that your favorite trap, is like the Yozuri rattling vibe? Yeah, so I've I've had every trap. I've thrown them all. I've caught a lot of fish on, on traps. And um, Yozuri is one of my sponsors, so of course I want to promote them. But when it comes to trap fishing, um, I promise you there's not a better trap made than the Yozuri rattling vibe. I've used them all. I've caught fish on all of them, but... The, what's unique about the Rattler vibe is the way it falls. It really shimmies on the way down. And that is, I think, one of the biggest keys when, when it comes to getting bit in cold water scenarios is, is that real natural shimmy. And I'm actually to the point now, I got two trap boxes I always keep in my boat this time of year. And the only brand I have is seriously Yozuri. Um, and even though I'm sponsored by them and all that, if, you know, if I had something I thought worked better, I'd keep it in the boat. But now, uh, does I Joe mean, Zuri make a one knocker too? Like, is there time to throw like a straight loud rattling one to a one knocker you found? Yeah, so last year they came out with a one knocker series, which I'm super excited about. Um, me personally, I always seem to start with the, just the traditional, you know, BB rattle system. Um, mm -hmm. but you know, guiding, uh, one thing I have done is I'll usually have you know one of my clients throwing the BB, then I'll have one thrown a one knocker. And I have not figured out the science until, uh, you know, as to why they, you know, a BB some days better than the one knocker. Some days they just do. I, I, I wish it was a water temp deal or condition deal, but it, it just seems like one day they'll eat one better than the next. Um, so it's good to have both. You definitely want to have both and experiment a little bit. If I'm by myself, I'm going to have one of each tied on. Uh, honestly, I usually have like four or five traps tied on in the wintertime just because it is such a dominant bait down here on the Tennessee River. Um, but, yeah, they do make a one knocker, and it's it's a phenomenal bait as well. Awesome. Now, if you had to take any three colors out of the Yozuri Rattling vibe, what three colors would you pick up and why? Okay. Um that's far to, to limit it to three, but okay. I'm well, we can make it five. Like I think you said five, so let's go into your five favorite colors. Does that make it easier for you, Cole? Yeah, yeah I'll do five. Um, I want to throw one wild card out first, and that's the golden black. 
If I'm fishing oh. anywhere where it's tannic water, Florida, I've been to some places in Texas, Louisiana that was set up like that. Um, that golden black Yozuri Rattler vibe has caught a lot of giant fish across the country, but especially in those places like uh, Florida and, and Louisiana where you have that black tannic water. But now that that one's out of the window, the, the top, we'll take the top five on Lake Chickamauga. Um, you know, Lake Chickamauga is kind of a, a clear body of water. Um, like I said, a lot of grass. Um, so the, the ones you have to start with, you got to have the red, um, you know, your, your red rattle, rattle style bait, because that's a, just a dominant. Um, I was talking to Andrew before the show and, and he just, he said, you know, that's a, a big fish catching bait, even up there in uh, New York. Um, so that's the mat crawl. That's my go-to red. They also make kind of more of a Rayburn color, which is good mm -hmm. on sunny days. But if I had to choose one of the red ones, that mat crawl is just something that I don't think they see a whole lot. It's a really natural crawl color. And that's my go-to red one. Um, then your super sunny, windy days, you got to have the old school blue and chrome. Uh, you know, this is a color that I think some people have kind of even gotten away from. Uh, but last, man, we caught a lot of really good fish on that. Um, probably my favorite color, the one that I have the most confidence in, is a ghost pearl shad. And that's just because we have the super clean water on Lake Chickamauga. It's almost a translucent color. And uh, I've caught so many giant fish on that one right there. And, you know, if the, as long as the water's not stained, that that is my go-to color. And then the last two, um, citrus shad, for when you get those, those kind of muddy spring days and you want to throw a shad pattern, citrus is good. The red's also a great color for mud. Um, but citrus is, is a phenomenal color down here in the Tennessee River. You see a lot of people throwing it in the summer with uh, deep crankbaits. Um, and then last but definitely not least is the royal purple color. Mm. Um, and I, I think what's cool about this one is kind of almost a blend between a shad pattern. And I, I think with the purple, it almost comes across as a as a crawl pattern uh, as, as well. Because it seems like when the red bite's really good and everybody's throwing red, you can go behind it with that purple. And, and really catch them. So that's, I, I don't like that's to show a whole lot of people that color, but uh, I know a lot well, of people. Well, thank you for it. that. We greatly appreciate you <laughs> showing out the juice there. But um, yeah, that's, well, uh, I, I can vividly remember my first trap fish was on the old, like 2009, 2010 Yozuri Rattling Vive in the Ghost Minnow. And we used to yeah. catch a lot of fish, even in the summertime up here in New York, on like that bland olive, translucent, clear bodied trap on any lake that had alewives in it. They would just crush that thing in New York for us. It's an awesome yeah. color. I wish it was still the same as it used to be, but it still works the new version for me personally. Yeah. <laughs> so let's dive into it, right? Like, so what? Where do you target bass in the winter with a trap and kind of just walk through your technique? I know you said you like to yo-yo them, but like if you go to a random lake somewhere in the southeast that you've never been on, what is the first thing you're going to look for to feel that you have confidence and you're able to go and catch fish on a trap? And kind of how would you fish it? Yeah, so um, that, that trap really excels for me when the fish are in that one foot to eight foot range. They get much deeper than that. I have caught them going up to the three quarter ounce size. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, typically when I'm trap fishing, I'm, I'm looking for somewhere in that depth range, you know, that one to eight foot. Um, and the biggest things that I look for, you know, it's winter time. The fish should be really grouped up. 
whether they're relating to bait or whether they're relating to structure. So because of that, I'm going to be looking at either points. What I really like down here is the last little bit of deep water in a creek before it gets super shallow. Um, especially get some of the colder days, they're just going to move out from that one or two foot to that three to seven foot range. That's usually where I have my biggest bags of trap fish is, is that that first point once it gets to three or four foot. Um, any little drain, any little ditch somewhere the fish can pull out uh, and just kind of stage right there, that's also good. And then definitely you're looking for, uh, you know, vegetation if your lake has it. You know, if you have hydrilla, you can get on those hydrilla flats. And a lot of times with that, it's not even structure oriented. Yeah, if there's a ditch or something, it makes it better or a point. But sometimes you just got to pick up a rattle trap. And that's the beauty of it. You can cover a lot of water really quick. Um, oh, absolutely. And so, yeah. So, I mean, vegetation is definitely probably the number one thing I look for. And then inside that vegetation, you're looking for the structure. Do you have a preferred vegetation uh, that you look for? Uh, just hydrilla. I mean, that, that's our main thing down here. You know, if you're at a lake with milfoil, then it's milfoil. Uh, I don't throw it a lot around pads or anything like that, but definitely hydrilla or milfoil would be the, the top two. And, and if you're on like Gunnersville, eelgrass, the, the fish were like it. Um, it just seems like it don't matter what type of grass it is, as long as it's, you know, some type of grass fish would seem to use it. Yeah. And hopefully you can rip it out of the eelgrass. I know that stuff can be a little sticky at times especially up here. But I mean, I think the last place I would throw a trap is probably in a lily pad field. So, cause that stuff just yeah. grabs everything. So that would be bad news, yeah. but I'm sure if you had like hydrilla around the outside of a lily pad field, it would work great. Yeah, no, it definitely does. I've been on Gunnersville before in that scenario where you might have some dead lily pad stems and they will get in it and you fish around it. But, you know, if there's that milfoil or hydrilla edge on the edge of those lily pads, it could be really, really good. Awesome. Now, one last question before I let you go here. When it comes to rail traps, you know, all these baits come with like stock hooks. Do you upgrade the split rings on them at all in the treble hooks? And what do you put on them if you do? Um. So for starters, I do, with the Yozuri, I, I do not. Other brands in the past I have, it just depends on the, the quality of hook. And you can usually tell as soon as you get them just by how, how tacky they are. You know, when you feel it, does it stick to your finger? And I mean, you can tell if it's a quality hook or not just by looking at it a lot of times. Um, but the hooks that are stock on these, you know, they're, they're high quality, they're Japanese quality. Um, so I start with these on there. I don't do anything to it. I, I tie it on right out of the package. Now, if I'm out there and I'm, I'm fishing a tournament and the fish are eating a rattle trap pretty good, I, I might go to a, um, a triple grip, you know, like a, a must have mm -hmm. triple grip where it's curved in. I just feel like if I hook one, they're probably not coming off because uh, you you are going to lose some fish on a, on a rattle trap. You know, that's a piece of lead basically with some hooks dangling yeah. off of it. But if the fish are not very aggressive and they're just kind of slapping at it, I don't like those curved in trebles. I like it to be, you know, just kind of standard sticking out because a lot of times they'll just slap at it and you'll barely get them. Um, and, you know, that might be all, the only chance you get is just a little little bit of their, their mouth. Um, so it just kind of depends on how the fish are eating it. You know, if they're choking it, I'm going to go to that triple grip just because I feel like if I hook them, I can just kind of burn them in, get them in the boat and, and not worry about it. But if they're just slapping at it really bad, I'm going to go to just that standard, you know, treble hook. Awesome. Perfect. Well, Cole, I appreciate you taking the short amount of time to come on and discuss your winter trap setup. Is there any other points you want to hit before you kind of run off here? 
Yeah. Um, one last thing, you know, one thing right now that's really big is the bait size. And, um, and that's why the two rattle traps I have tied on that I showed you, I have a three eights and the five eights. And, uh, in, in the fall that we're, you know, we're in right now for a lot of the country, this kind of fall, late fall, early winter type deal. Um, you know, they're chasing really little bait. So it's, I almost always do better this time of year on that smaller rattle trap. Um, so, and even in the spring when it warms up and everybody's really catching them on a trap, you can go behind people with that little tiny trap and catch some really big bags of fish. Uh, so that's just something good to have, you know, something else in your arsenal, um, that you can use. Awesome. That is a great point. And it's kind of funny. Like a lot of times we always think to go bigger to catch bigger bass. So to be able to add in a smaller bait and still have confidence, that's huge because you know, most people who are probably throwing a trap going down a weed, a weed uh, laden flat, right? They're throwing that three eighths or five eighths or a half ounce trap size right in the middle. And if you can come in with that smaller one and catch just as many fish or bigger ones, I feel like the smaller ones sometimes too, you have a less of a chance of losing them because they get it so much better, kind of, right? I would assume. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, this spring, we, we my client, I had a couple clients catch eight pounders on that little bitty trap that were hooked like in the, in the, Barely. you know, the, <laughs> the, the tip of their chin. And, uh, but you know, the, them little hooks are pretty sticky and long as you don't get in a hurry and horse them with that little trap, you usually land them. And, and one more thing about that little trap that is, is really deadly. If you're fishing thick vegetation, that's shallow and you can't get that five eighths through it, you can go down that little three eighths Yozuri and you can really feather it to through super shallow vegetation where you could you couldn't get that bigger trap. Um, so that's a big thing right now with our water being so low down here is you, you can kind of almost finesse that that small trap through some of that grass you couldn't get a bigger trap through. Awesome, that uh, that's a juicy little tip. Hopefully, not too many people show up to your lake and do that behind you now. But we we greatly appreciate you taking the time here to join us um cole thank you again and congrats on qualifying for the 2023 elite series and from all of us on the serious angler network we do wish you the utmost success next year in your rookie season well, well thank you man i'm excited to get it started all right man good luck and we'll be watching and i'm gonna let you go now and i'm gonna wrap up so you have a good night all right you too see you thank you my friend bye now all right, everyone. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode here on the Lure Lab, where we discussed wintertime trap fishing with Elite Series qualifier Cole Sands. Um, as always, if you're tuned in via YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. Leave a comment down below. Tell us what your favorite trap is in your wintertime setup or any time of year setup. If you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. It helps this podcast get seen to more viewers. Therefore, we can bring you more awesome content. And <clears throat> as always, look forward. We look forward to seeing you guys on next Saturday's episode.